It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, on a Halloween night, I am Eric G saying welcome to this Locked On Thunder podcast. Your gracious and humble host also saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And hopefully we got this out before midnight. Um, Hey, I wanted to podcast late. It was Halloween. I actually forgot that and was going to podcast earlier. Once it hit me, it's like, dude, it's Halloween. We could do all sorts of cool stuff. Unfortunately, yeah, you can't can't go out and get werewolves at the last minute. For some reason, they get really busy on Halloween. All right, really bad dad joke there to start the podcast today. And uh, everything else, look, I will try and entertain you, try and make you laugh. But mostly, I'm just going to talk Thunder today. And in segment number one, we saw the Thunder last night play the best quarter they will play the entire year. I dare say we won't see another 12 minutes as intense, as energetic, and as productive as what we got out of the Oklahoma City Thunder last night in the third quarter. So we will discuss that. And is there any possibility of maybe not so much replicating that, but at least getting a more consistent performance like that throughout the rest of the season? And also in segment number one, we will hear from Patrick Beverly, we will hear from Billy Donovan, and we will hear from Russell Westbrook about last night's game and why, if I'm Billy Donovan, I talk to the league about what Patrick Beverly did last night. There's there's some uh, there's some gamesmanship in there, and I'll explain why Billy Donovan should do that if he wants any chance of getting Patrick Beverly out of Russell Westbrook's hip pocket. In segment number two. Um, one of the things that we are finding out with the Thunder, it's very hard to put a finger on where this team is mentally. Are they still in a good frame of mind or are they starting to feel pressure? And you're looking at that two guard spot. Billy Donovan did go out and defend Terrence Ferguson last night. We'll let you hear some of that. But is there just that one part of you 
And we've talked about starting Alex Sabrinas. That one part of you that thinks as long as Andre Robertson is out, do the Thunder start Dennis Schroeder? Is that even a is that even something Billy Donovan would consider, especially with a guy like Raymond Felton on the bench? And then uh, lastly, we'll uh, wrap things up, and I'll tell you who is on the trading block for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So if this is not something you've heard, then we can explain that in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Thunder now for five years. It's been an absolute blast. I hope you like what you hear, and you'll visit our website at LockedOnThunder.com and LockedOnPodcast.com. Plus, if you're looking for Russell Westbrook's postgame interview last night or Billy Donovan's or Paul George or Steven Adams, it's all right there at LockedOnThunder.com. It's real easy to get to. That's LockedOnThunder.com. And at LockedOnThunder, that is our Twitter handle. So the Thunder get another win last night. And easily their best performance just of the season for a 48 minutes. But the 12 minutes they played in the third quarter where they outscored the Clippers. What was it? 39 to 10 last night. Like I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. You're not going to see a better performance from the Oklahoma City Thunder all season long. You can't replicate that. Don't now. I'm not going to say don't try and replicate that if you're Billy Donovan when you're showing the Thunder the film and you're explaining to this team what they are capable of defensively, how they are capable of being more consistent offensively, how not every single shot has to come from the outside. But you can go inside, you can work inside out, and you can take what is given, and you can just play with some intensity and apply defensive pressure, and good things will happen. Yes, go out and try to replicate that. Do it all you want. Try. Make that your goal for the entire season. You'll never get close. But just by that whole idea of you reaching for the moon, you might end up grabbing a star. That's kind of where I'm going with this for the Thunder because... What we saw from this team in the first half of last night's game and kind of scares me about this upcoming game with Charlotte is just an organized, seems out of sorts, a lot of pressure put on themselves, and and not a lot of just coming out and playing with some raw intensity and some raw emotion. And that's what we got out of them last night. And I'm not going to go so far as to say, the Thunder are turning a corner because you've got to win more than two games in a row for me to think that you're turning a quarter and play really good for more than just 12 minutes of basketball because you can't say, all in all, while that may have been the best 48 minutes that the Thunder have played all year long, it doesn't mean that it was always a good 48 minutes of basketball that Oklahoma City was playing. And Billy Donovan last night... I won't say he was necessarily any happier than he was um, the other night after the win against Phoenix. He wasn't any happier. He's happier on Sunday. He thought Oklahoma City was doing some good things, but he still doesn't get the idea that they're necessarily listening to him, or at least that's the way it came across. And it doesn't. I don't get the feeling that Billy Donovan thinks that the Thunder really understand what they're trying to accomplish at this particular moment. And I would suggest that you go to LockedOnThunder.com and just listen to his postgame comments because there is still an irritation with Billy Donovan that hasn't been there through his first few years as coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we all thought that goes away this year because you finally got a cohesive roster. He doesn't have to worry about 
trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together because they're mostly there. Well, then Russ is out, etc. You're bringing in rookies and whatever. And it's just not working out the way that, that he had planned it to work out. And you get the feeling the, the reason it's not is because what he wants implemented isn't necessarily being executed. Now let's talk about the Patrick Beverly situation where Patrick Beverly dove for the ball and got went into Russell Westbrook's knees. When there's history there, Russ is going to take offense to that. Hell, the fans are still taking offense to it, even if Patrick Beverly doesn't understand. And Patrick Beverly's, a, I don't get the, the feeling that Patrick Beverly's an idiot. He's a smart guy. He knew by diving for that ball and going into Russell Westbrook's legs that A, it was going to cause friction, which Patrick Beverly is way okay with that. That dude is so fine with being the bad guy, it's not even funny. He didn't maybe expect a flagrant one, or maybe he did and just did a really good acting job. But last night after the game, seemed to be in DNF mode. Come on with the questions, man. Come on, what y'all waiting on? That would happen on that play we do. I went for a loose ball. What you think happened? What happened after? I don't know. Somebody walked top bench, you know, doing all that capping stuff. You know, I don't, I don't know what that is. You know, walked top bench, you know, doing this and all that. You know, I don't know. Things went uh, kind of haywire from there, of course. Uh, two competitors, no one's going to back down. No one did. You see two technicals. Continue playing. Do you, you think your reputation is the reason you get some of the calls you get? Of course, but it's okay. Uh, just have to learn to adjust my game according to uh, the new rules in India. Did you feel that was a flagrant one? I, I didn't. I feel like I went for a loose ball. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I went for a loose ball and ref, ref, they looked at it on the tape and felt like it was a flag. I mean, you know, I got to check on it. Pat, there was a point where a fan told you um, he was booing you and you said seven years, let it go. Like, do you still think that people are holding on to what happened in the 13 playoffs? What you think? I'd say yes. Okay, well, that's your answer to your question then, brother. <laughs> that's it? Y'all good? Y'all had a hell of a day, okay? Thanks, you. See y'all in Philly. Thank you, Pat. As far as Russell Westbrook after the game, Russell, his usual stylish self, uh, dressed in all white with a white bandana and a uh, white beanie. Uh, Russell, not so much commenting on Patrick Beverly. There's obviously a history between you and Patrick. What did you think about what happened tonight? I have no comment on it. I just know that we won. And Billy Donovan was asked about it in his post-game interview, and Billy Donovan had to say this about Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. Billy, obviously there's some history with, with Russell and Patrick Beverly. What did you see from your vantage point just in what happened in that whole season? Well, I really didn't see because I, what I was watching Russell and, and, and I, when he, when he uh, uh, kind of was trying to regather himself to get the ball, I just saw him fly by and, and then obviously, it, you know, he dove. And, um, you know, there's some history there, you know, and obviously where he dove, um, you know, um, the officials looked at it. And, you know, it came back that it was a flagrant. And, um, you know, I'm glad they got that right, you know, because uh, I didn't see how the whole play developed or where he came from. Uh, but certainly he had the ball in his hands. It wasn't like it was a loose ball on the floor. But, you know, um, I'm just happy Russell's okay and we kind of worked through that. Really kind of back to the play with Russ and Beverly. You mentioned that there was an issue there. It's a little bit unusual to see a flavor one call when a player just dives for a loose ball like that. Do you, do you think that the, the factoring in of the history between them is what? Like I said, Royce, it's hard for me because, like I said, I saw the tail end of him diving, and it certainly was not a loose ball. 
it wasn't like a ball that was on the ground. He was dribbling the ball. So, you know, I don't know. I didn't get an explanation. They just came to me and said it's a flagrant one. He shoot two free throws and it's our ball. And I didn't ask why it was a flagrant or anything else. Obviously, they weren't happy about it. Um, I'll have to take a look at it and see it, you know, on, on film. But I do know he did have the ball in his hands, you know, dribbling the ball. And it wasn't like it was on the floor. That would be my guess of why they did that. If you're Billy Donovan by now, you've looked at that tape. And if you, whether you feel it was actually malicious or not, you've got to complain to the league. And the next time that the Clips and Oklahoma City play, you have got to talk to the refs prior to the game about watching this. You've got to, you've got to at least cre- create the illusion that even if it comes across as you're whining about this particular incident and Oklahoma City isn't looking tough or whatever or they can't blow it off and they've got an in for Patrick Beverly, that, none of that matters. What matters is is that Patrick Beverly feels that he is being watched by the NBA and the referees and that a suspension or a fine is coming the next time he makes a move like that. And by doing that, then maybe you get him out of Russell Westbrook's hip pocket. And I, the reason I say maybe is because Patrick Beverly respects Russell Westbrook, would like to play with Russell Westbrook, but still, he's going to guard him like hell. And every time he gets the opportunity to to play to play Russell and get into Russell's head, he's going to take advantage of it. He's kind of an any by any means necessary type of player. The other thing that didn't help is the whole rock the baby situation. Russ, can you tell us um, your new rock the baby? I assume you're rocking a baby. Is yeah, that- you got little kids. You got to give them little babies, put them to sleep. You got little kids on you. Okay, that's what happens. See, we deliver. That's 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 four pieces of audio, man. That's that's some insight there. The whole thing about smart guard, small guards, and Russell being a smart ass last night, and then uh, then he ends up uh, walking off a- after the interview. I I thought it was great. I, I thought Russell was um, for, for Russell Westbrook. He was a great interview last night, and that that intensity that Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook has. Um, it's still great for the NBA because that means people will watch any time that the Clippers play the Thunder, and it's something that ESPN may even consider putting on national television, even though it may not have been something that crossed your mind to begin with or NBA TV or whoever. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, why would you start Dennis Schroeder? I say why not start Dennis Schroeder? We'll talk about that next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hope you had a happy Halloween. And for all the Locked On Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, please go to LockedOnPodcast.com. That is LockedOnPodcast.com. For all your favorite podcasts, be it NBA, college, Major League Baseball, or the NFL, that is the LockedOnPodcast.com. And we are the Locked On Thunder 
podcast. And uh, thank you again for uh, listening to this episode of Locked on Thunder. Thunder last night, offensively, every starter scores in double digits except Terrence Ferguson. He was the only guy that did not get the opportunity to score in double digits, which, I mean, if you think about it from an offensive standpoint, um, Terrence Ferguson's a really good replacement for Andre Robertson because you're not missing Andre Robertson. It's the exact same player offensively. Defensively, though, Terrence Ferguson, not quite there, but last night he was all over the place. And if there was one guy that Billy Donovan was willing to go out and defend for his performance, it was T. Ferg. Well, it's kind of like what I said earlier. I think everybody wants to always like evaluate and look at guys based on how they make shots. And, it, it, you know, it's some guys, you know, it's just, you know, not, not everybody stays hot every single game. And I know he shot the ball really, really poorly. But I'm glad maybe everybody got a chance to see the stuff that he does do. You know, people want to focus on the shots. But, like, I always say this, like, if he plays 20 minutes in a game and he takes 10 shots, it takes one second. What about all the other time he's out there? He's reliable. He's effective. He did a really good job tonight defensively. He was active. And outside of Fallon, Lou Williams in the fourth, I think it was, he was terrific. But he does it all the time. I mean, he's – and maybe he doesn't stand out. I think the thing I really, really respect about him, you know how hard it is to play 25 minutes and take one shot and keep that kind of focus and concentration up? And he's a good shooter. But he doesn't hunt shots. He plays the right way. And I thought he was terrific tonight. I think he was plus 34. Did a great job. Yeah, as we look at this team and try and figure out all its woes, um, especially on the offensive ends, the de- I thought the defense was um, better last night than it had been in a while. The fouls um, certainly got cleaned up in the in the second half, and I didn't think. Look, I know there's a lot of people that had problems with a lot of the calls that the refs were making last night. I really didn't. I thought most of the fouls were pr- were pretty much fouls and. Thunder have got to learn. You can't foul as much as they are if you want any hope of competing to go to the Western Conference Finals here over these over these next few months. Or if you want any hope of just getting out of the first round of the playoffs or putting together a win streak, you ultimately have to cut down on the fouls. Um, but I don't think we can really put our finger on where this team is mentally. And I think it's not even a night-to-night basis. It's a... It's a quarter to quarter, and it may not even be quarter to quarter. It may just be six-minute stretch to six-minute stretch. And for right now, as much as it's going to drive us all crazy, we'll just have to live with the inconsistency until they can figure out the right combination of players um, that they can get on the floor at the same time that that can be a little bit more of a cohesive unit. I I don't know that there's any easy fix for that. One thing I did throw out on Twitter last night is that if you're Billy Donovan, I do consider starting Dennis Schroeder at the two guard and letting Raymond Felton come off the bench and run that second unit. Most consistent player off the bench last year. Um, Certainly he can distribute and he can set up guys like Alex Sabrinas and Patrick Patterson, which right now if I'm Billy Donovan, I'm not messing with Patrick Patterson. And I asked Billy Donovan about that last night before the game or some guys more comfortable coming off the bench than they are necessarily being starters. And and he gave the whole answer about Patrick being willing to do what he is for the team. But some guys just for, you can't explain it. They get into a comfort zone and they come off the bench and they're more productive. Right now, Patrick Patterson is coming off the bench. He's productive. Don't jack with it. But Terrence Ferguson is, Terrence Ferguson is not productive on the offensive end. And even if you like everything he's doing defensively, just to help the Thunder get out to leads and build these big leads, which, 
Last night they didn't blow, but have shown they have a tendency to blow throughout the year. Sometimes every point counts, and I would certainly think about putting Dennis Schroeder in that starting lineup to go with everybody else that you have, so maybe it opens things up a little bit offensively, or a lot offensively, even if you are sacrificing some on the defensive end. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we'll close things out, and I'll tell you who's on the trading block for the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Podcast Network at LockedOnPodcast.com and check out the Locked On Sooners Podcast, which we published tonight as well. Um, I always wanted to host a late night show, so I guess this is the uh, closest I'm going to get to that, at least for right now. I can always dream, right? I can always dream that I get that late night sports talk show. So I always felt like that was the most fun to talk sports at night because everything is so active and it's still going on, and people's emotions are really raw coming out coming out of the game, so they're more fun to talk to. And doing a post game is one thing, but to be able to do just like a full blown talk show at night, that is ultimately that that is like the, the ultimate goal because that is the most fun time to just be on the air talking about everything that's going on at uh, any particular moment. Oklahoma City Thunder. Trading trading deadline will come in February, and yeah, I know it's quite a ways away, and maybe we're jumping the gun to talk about this a little bit, but considering the fact that there's a lot on the line this year, and you've re-signed Paul George, and you've got Russell Westbrook under a Supermax, and you've given all that money to Steven Adams, you, some production has to happen. You've got to get past the first round of the playoffs for anybody to consider this a, a successful year. I expect the Thunder to be active around the trade deadline. And as far as who was on the trading block, well, that's simple. It's, it's everybody not named Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Even Steven Adams. I would have no problem with the Thunder trading Steven Adams if in exchange for Steven Adams, and, I, and everybody's on the Kyle Korver bandwagon. Everybody wants essentially wants Sam Presti to go raid Cleveland and get Kyle Korver and bring him to Oklahoma City. And, and I love that. Whether it's Kyle Korver or anybody else, the Thunder definitely need a shooter. And if that means you've got to get rid of Steven Adams to do it, I'll, I'll bend as long as you're able to put in another center in the package. Now, Nerland's Noel had a really good night against Phoenix and a not-so-good night at all against, um, against the Clippers. This past, you know, this past week or the, or a couple of days ago, 
uh, wow, sorry, it's late at night. I'm kind of starting to lose track. Maybe I don't need that late at night talk show. Maybe there's a, I, I, maybe I, I'm a caffeine drip while I'm doing it. But after the Clippers game last night, I mean, Nerlens Noel did not have that great a game. So he has not proven he's been consistent. So before you are willing to pull that trigger, and I'm not saying that the Thunder shouldn't, but if you are going to go down that road, and I think that's one that Sam Presti is very likely to entertain because of Steven Adams' contract, and it's a very friendly contract to organizations, you've got to make sure you're going to have somebody in that spot that's consistent and that you're going to be able to get some decent decent play out of, out of a backup role. You know, if you get rid of him, Dennis Schroeder, don't, don't count out Dennis Schroeder getting traded this year, especially if he shows that he can run the second unit and some team kind of spies him and thinks, wow, that guy can run our team. He could be the point guard that we're looking for. Dennis Schroeder could become a very attractive asset for you. Even with his contract, there might be some teams who say, hey, he's our future. Let's go ahead and take a chance on him and give up what we got now. Ferguson's a guy, Patterson, um, even Jeremy Grant might be a guy that the Thunder, they just re-signed him. But I think even Jeremy Grant's a guy that for the right price could be had if Sam thinks that he's making this team better. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. That wraps it up for us today. We thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a happy Halloween. And until tomorrow, when we start to talk about the Thunder and the Charlotte Hornets, remember, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.